millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. While all these stories are full of malice, why don't you do the opposite and help out and hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Green Ember. Malicious Compliance in Defense of Coworkers This happened back in 2004, but I felt like sharing because of how personally satisfying it felt. To understand why, you'll need to know that the manager who stars in this tale wasn't just bad at his job, he was a bad person and a stain on humanity. He, a middle-aged man, would constantly harass the female waitstaff, everything from inappropriate comments to schedule manipulation for those who didn't play ball, all the way to outright inappropriate touching. It wasn't uncommon for him to cause one of these girls to cry at work. Fortunately for me, his lecherous proclivities kept him out of the back of the house because the kitchen staff was 98% dudes. One night, we had the displeasure of his presence on the expo line, plate presentation, condiments, order verification, and staging for food runners, because we randomly got slammed on a weeknight for reasons we never understood. There weren't any events or conferences or sports on TV, it just got busy out of nowhere. We were staffed for a normal weeknight. Normally I covered the prep kitchen, which is where anything not grilled or deep fried is made. This night, I was in the dish tank because prep is mostly a morning thing during the week and the line cooks cover it at night. Not this night. I could easily keep up on dish on all but the busiest nights when working alone. So I did the line cooks a solid and ran prep at the same time. The line cooks were my friends, so the help wasn't because I felt a duty to the restaurant, I just didn't like seeing them get screwed. They only had one cook running both the hot grill, 900 degrees, and the cold grill, 450 degrees, and one cook running four deep fryers and the panini press. Enter manager Hansy. Hansy was not what you would call good under pressure. Within 20 minutes, he was already as frantic as a squirrel on drugs, rushing from here to there, disrupting everything, accomplishing nothing. Manager Hansy sees me doing prep for the line cooks and automatically assumes that I'm inclined to help him as well. I'm not. This dude basically sexually harasses server friends on the reg. However, he is a manager and I'm a low man on the totem pole. One of those things that the expo line is responsible for is all the little portion cups of salad dressing, barbecue, etc. We sort all this stuff in these neat little pitchers called drip cups. Picture a larger version of a syrup dispenser at IHOP or Denny's. When full, those things could last for hours during a rush. Manager Hansy realizes he's pretty much out of barbecue sauce, which is a real problem with this place's menu. Hansy then barks at me, go get me some barbecue sauce. Not liking him or his tone or his attitude, I set off in search of the magical tomato goo. This place goes through a lot of stuff, so we receive it in 35 pound jugs about the size of a five gallon container. When the containers get low, we flip them over on a small saucepan and let the last bit drain out so nothing goes to waste. It's a long wait, so we usually just flip and come back to it later. I walk around the corner with the empty drip cup and what do you know? No new jug in sight, just a catch pan. Since the full jugs are stored at the exact opposite end of the kitchen, 
I decided that the contents of the catch pin constituted some barbecue sauce. I'd say I filled about an inch and a half of the 7-inch drip cup jar. I then returned some barbecue sauce back to the expo line and went back to my dishly duties. About 10 minutes later, manager Hansy bellows in my general direction, I thought I told you to get me some barbecue sauce. I replied, I did get you some barbecue sauce, Hansy. I just didn't get you a lot. Cue the laughter from the line cooks, who were already beyond tired of his kamikaze micromanaging. Manager Hansy hears them laughing, despite the loud radio and tall stack of plates between them. In an unusual moment of self-awareness, he realizes he's only been three-fifths of an asset so far that night and immediately changes his tone, asking much more cordially, almost sheepishly, "'Well, could you get me more?' I say, "'Sure, Hansy. What's the magic word?' Cue more laughter. Please? Sure, Hansy. Since you asked me so nicely, I'd be happy to get you more. Manager Hansy stayed on the peg he'd been knocked down to for the duration of the rush that night. The line cooks were so grateful that they hooked me up that night when it came to the disposing of excess prepared food. It all got recorded on the waste sheet, but it was my waste it really went to. Screw you, Manager Hansy. I'm glad you didn't get offered a position at one of the franchisee's other restaurants when that one closed. If you were working in a situation like this and you realized that when you yourself embarrassed that manager in front of everybody or called them out, that they kind of shut down and got polite, would you from then on, if they're around, start popping out a little bit more here and there just to try and help out your fellow workers? even at the cost of making your job maybe a little bit more difficult? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Noma Slurpee. Moms aren't gamers. Okay, following the hot topic today, I wanted to post about the time I, 34-year-old female, taught my son, 10-year-old male, a very important lesson. My son loves video games, but his games are more Minecraft-centric. They bore me and I have no interest in this. I've tried... I don't get it. Anyway, last year, my boyfriend let me take his Raspberry Pi back from his place and let the kids use it. I thought this was great because it was configured for all the classics, every game I'd ever loved and grew up playing. Personal faves, F-Zero, Donkey Kong Country, and Street Fighter 2. I've never been one to brag, and I keep my gaming to myself. I love Assassin's Creed, but for obvious reasons, I don't play around my kids. They've never known me to game. I get the kids set up with the system before I started dinner. My son won't stop talking about these games in a way that was like mansplaining but kid mansplaining, and I was over it. He asks if I want to play, and I said no, I have to make dinner. After his final resistance, he looks at his brother, five, and says, It's okay, moms don't know how to play video games anyway. You could imagine what followed. I hit this clown with every special move I could remember, letting Chun-Li wallop this boy. Each time she would win, I would follow along with her laughter. After two rounds, my oldest was so stunned and turned to me with his jaw dropped. All I could think of was, don't cite the deep magic to me, witch. I was there when it was written. Then I ordered us a pizza and showed him what I remembered. We spent the whole weekend playing games. It was fun. Keep up the gaming, ladies. To be fair, when I was growing up, if my mom stopped and played games with me, especially like Street Fighter of all games, and like just dominated, I would have been blown away. My jaw would have dropped too. Considering OP hid away all the gaming and didn't take great part in their gaming, maybe combined with the fact that maybe their friend's parents don't play games or they haven't really heard of parents playing games, 
I don't know if it's a stretch for them to assume that parents don't play games, but absolutely respect your honor, OP. Pop off. This next story is by Genalicious. Girls aren't really gamers. Was reminded of my gaming malicious compliance story by another post and thought I'd share. I play a color game to unwind. There's no scores or timing, just relaxation. It helps when I can't get to sleep or when my anxiety pokes its ugly little head out. When my fiance and I were first dating, he once commented that it's not a real game because there's no score. I said, I don't care. I like it. It's nice. Now we're both console gamers, but I've got to be in the mood for it. He didn't know this at the beginning of our relationship. He powered up his PS4 and asked me to play him in a real game. I said I didn't really want to. He replies with, because girls aren't really gamers? Or because you don't know how to play a real game? Cue malicious compliance. Starts up as Mortal Kombat 10. At this point, he doesn't know that I've been a gamer my whole life. It's one of my favorite games and that I've got all the character moves memorized. I'm deciding between my fave, male characters Kenshi and Triborg, and he says, oh no, you should pick Sonya or Katana. Easy female characters in my honest opinion. Cue second malicious compliance. I choose Sonya. I feel she's easy to learn, or maybe because I've played her too many times, but she can be a force to be reckoned with if played correctly. I beat him so quickly round after round. Each time I asked him if he wants to switch characters, so he does after every round. I pick Kenshi and fiance says, he's a really hard character. Yeah, okay. I proceeded to still kick his butt. He didn't want to play anymore, he wanted to watch a movie. A few days later, he came over to my apartment for the first time to stay the night, saw all of my games and my gaming setup. I have a significant amount of more games than him. His jaw dropped. I finally told him that I'm an avid gamer and have been since I was a kid. That Mortal Kombat's one of my favorites. Sorry that I didn't disclose that, but he shouldn't assume girls can't game or that color games aren't real games. Just because there's not a score. Because it helps me beat my anxiety and that's a win in my book. I guess he didn't take it too hard because five years later, we're engaged. He's basically adopted my son. We had a baby girl and bought a house together. We talk about it occasionally and laugh. He's mentioned it did impress him and kick his ego, but he now tries to leave gender out of an equation. Plus, he doesn't bother me about my color game anymore. If you were in a relationship with somebody like this, and it was all going really well, and then they pull one stunt like that where they say, that's not a real game, and then starts kind of leaning into the girls aren't really gamers thing, should that serve to be enough of a red flag to, like, consider putting all of this on the back burner? OP just doubled down and showed them that, hey, they can. I just wonder how many people at that point would be like fed up or upset. Just call the whole thing off. This next story is by GabGab01. Sure, call the towing service. Dig your own grave. I was visiting my mother with my car, picking her up to go to a restaurant. At her residence, I had trouble finding a parking spot, so I parked my car near an entryway. Parked, in quotes, because I kept the car running and stayed behind the wheel, texting my mom to come out because I'm waiting for her, in case I have to move the car to let someone else pass. While I was waiting for my mom, another resident pulled up in his car and went into the entryway. I had to move the car a little bit to let him in. The dude exited his car and came to me red-faced. What do you think you're doing? You can't park here. That's illegal. I say, that's why the car is running and I'm sitting inside. I'm not parking. They say, like freak you are, I'm calling the tow service and you better not move. And then he went into his home. So I complied. I was pissed, but I stayed. Technically, I could have just left, driving carefully around him. He never wrote down my license plate, and I didn't violate any rules. But he said to not move, so I didn't. 
When my mom came down, I explained the situation to her and she agreed with me that I've not broken any laws. A few minutes later, the tow truck came. I stepped out with a bit of a scowl on my face, ready to clear up the misunderstanding. But instead, the tower took the initiative with a smile. Oh, I see what's going on. You got blocked in. Let me fix that for you. And he towed the other guy's car. In the end, the angry dude had to pay to get his car back, as well as pay for the towing, since he called the tow service. And I got a nice meal at a restaurant and a fun story to tell. For somebody that was so insistent on saying, you better not move, you better not go anywhere, and then went and called the tow service, you think they would hang around and make sure they didn't leave or that they could instruct the tow person to the right car. It's kind of weird almost how they made such a big fuss, went inside, called the tow service, and then never showed up again. And our final story of the day is by Respect5Eva, ex-boyfriend insists I play a game he assumes he's better at. I complied. Every once in a while, I think about this story while I'm idly playing Sudoku on my phone, and it makes me smile. I realized it's perfect malicious compliance slash petty revenge material. I don't want to go into too much detail here, but some backgrounds needed. A few years ago, when I was in grad school, I dated a man who was several years older than me who had just finished his master's at the same school. Completely different program, but both in the realm of STEM, and started a company based on that work. He seemed to have a chip on his shoulder about the fact that he went back to school in his late 20s, and the fact that I was in a PhD program. I need to emphasize I did not think I was better or smarter than him in any way, and I thought and still think he's incredibly smart and his company does fascinating work. But he still projected this inferiority complex on me, and it was one of many things that soured our relationship. He was obsessed with feeling smarter than me and bringing me down a peg. The relationship ran its course within a year, and the breakup was messy, but he insisted on remaining friends despite a lot of obvious tension between us. One day, he asked me to help him pick up a moving truck he needed for work, and I agreed. But when I got in the car, we were kind of quiet for a couple minutes. So I pulled out my phone and finished the Sudoku game I had up in my browser. For some context, I'm incredibly good at Sudoku relative to most people. This is because I obsessively solved Sudoku puzzles as a kid and just had big books of them to solve on long bus rides to school. And it's still my go-to game to play while we're waiting in line, pooping, etc. I don't really correlate this with intelligence, my brain is just trained to recognize the patterns and solving them is soothing. He looked over and saw I was playing and asked what app I played on. I said I just play on a certain website I like. And when he asked why I don't use a Sudoku app, I tried to be as neutral as possible in my response and said that the website had a nice spread of difficulty and that every app I tried has either been too easy or too hard. Admittedly, it's almost always too easy, but because of the aforementioned inferiority complex, I was hedging this on purpose. He had a kind of, oh really, response and insisted I try the app he has on his phone because he was sure I would find it hard. So, I maliciously complied. I opened up the hardest setting of the puzzle in his app and solved it in about a minute, beating the record on his phone by at least a minute and a half. I showed it to him and he seemed alarmed and basically said I got lucky. So I played several more times so that my times flooded the fastest times list until his were all gone. His shock and frustration at this was satisfying on its own, but many months later when I had long forgotten about it, he randomly sent me a screenshot of his puzzle in an app with a faster time. Except it was for the easiest puzzle setting, 
so of course to be petty, I immediately downloaded the app, played on the easiest setting, beat his time by a significant margin again, and sent a screenshot. Was this mean? Maybe. Was it satisfying? Yes. See, this might have been mean, but I think it completely negates it when you realize it is so justified. After a messy breakup where they felt inferior to you, they try to make it their mission to get better at your thing than you are, and then out of nowhere texting you a picture of their record score to basically brag that they finally beat you. To me, that's like a challenge if anything. OP turning around and beating that and sending a picture back? That's just warranted in my book. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.